Welcome to an all-new episode of SJHL Weekly across all of the SJHL social media platforms. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Jeremy Corrigan. And boy, oh boy, we have another jam-packed episode of SJHL Weekly. Coming up, we will be joined by the head coach and general manager of the LaRange Ice Wolves, Kevin Kaminsky, to get his thoughts on the start of the season. And we will also be joined by LaRange Ice Wolves captain, Walker Jerome. So lots to get to. And of course, we have to bring in our co-host, Jamie Nugabauer. Jamie, how are we doing today? Good, yeah. And uh, I should say, get, get the elephant out of the room right away. Okay. I do have a chin. <laughs> so. There you go. We, uh, People we were wondering if I had a chin. There was a rumor a floating around, yeah. yeah. And we have solved that rumor. And you also would have also noticed that uh, we are missing one of our co-hosts. And as you may have known, the, the winter weather this weekend, uh, not too great in the province of Saskatchewan. So joining us from his uh, beautiful apartment in Humboldt, Saskatchewan, is our good friend Rory McGoran. Rory, how are we doing today? Yeah, we're doing great. Uh, I, I got a, a follow up on that. I've known Nugsy for five years. I've never <laughs> seen his chin. So I know the, uh, I'm not sure how the wife or more specifically the kids who, uh, you know, get mad when Jamie shaves off his beard, but in the support of of Movember and all the great mm-hmm. causes that that raises money for. I'm happy that we can announce that Jamie has a chin. <laughs> and I do think that we are going to need to start another segment in the show called What's Wrong with Rory's Car? Because <laughs> for another week, I can't make it into the studio. And just to specify, uh, there is currently an igloo around my car right now, which is stuck at the Elgar Peterson Arena parking lot. <laughs> so after the show is done, I got a lot of shoveling to do to free up the Acura. Uh, but yeah, even if it was free, the road's not great, but right now I can't even move it an inch. So that's what's wrong this week with Rory's car. So follow up question to that. What was the reaction when you're getting back from a road trip and you see your car like that in that current state? (laughs) Uh, I mean, just maybe a little bit of comical relief after the week that the humble Broncos had down South. Of course they got stuck there for an extra day, right? Because of the road. So stayed in Estevan, but it was a three-game losing streak. And then coming back to the car, I mean, I, I wasn't too frustrated about it. I know, you know, a couple of the players would have helped push out, but it was a lost cause at that point. I just, uh, you know what, I'll get someone to pick me up. I'll come back tomorrow during the day when it's light out and and shovel her out. But uh, yeah, it won't be a problem, but I just kind of chuckled and, and moved on. So for anybody watching on Facebook, one like equals one prayer for Rory's car. We want that car <laughs> out of the parking lot. Please and thank you. But Rory kind of alluded to it. Uh, the Humboldt Broncos played at 3-3 three and three this weekend. So let's get right into uh, the weekend scoring recap and the recap presented by Sask Lotteries. Uh, four games on the schedule Friday night. The Balfords North Stars winning 7-4 over the Esteban Bruins. Nipwin picking up a 5-1 win. That should say 5-1 over the LaRange Ice Wolves. The Weyburn Red Wings picking up a 5-4 win over the Humboldt Broncos. Those scores got flip-flopped. And Yorkton knocking off the Notre Dame Hounds 4-2. Then on Saturday, that's when that winter weather really started to hit and we started to notice. Uh, Nipwin and Melville unfortunately got postponed because the northern half of the province got that snowstorm first. Then the Estevan Bruins shut out the Humboldt Broncos 5-0. And Battlefords won 4-3 over Weyburn. Weyburn really pushing the Stars in that one. Rory, you kind of touched on it already uh, earlier on, but let's get right to it. The Humble Broncos playing three and three, losing all three games. I guess what happened for the Broncos uh, this weekend down south? 
Uh, I mean, I guess one of the mainstay, there's never any excuses, but there was a big flu bug running through the Humboldt Broncos, about 50% of the teams. And then they went up against the Bruins, who, other than the North Stars, have probably been the best team in the SJHL outside of their one and six starts. Uh, look, for the Humboldt Broncos, they started the year 8 0. Um, you know, people were putting them with the North Stars among the top two teams in Canada, among others. But since then, they've gone 7 and 6. So one game above 500. And I mean, let's not bury them for that that's still a winning record it's still a respectable record but they've come down to earth a bit Mm -hmm. and i think over uh over the course of this this little week stretch the three and three uh goaltending's been a bit of an issue it was an 818 save percentage combined against the bruins twice and weyburn red wings once special teams weren't great they allowed five power play goals they only scored one and uh again i just think uh they they had to try and get over a hurdle where a lot of their players were under the weather it was a tough three games and three days stretch and uh they they're gonna take a learning lesson out of this one because um maybe later on they'll face another obstacle in the season and head coach scott barney assistant coach carter hansen can go to them and be like hey look look at the effort you guys gave us i know it didn't come out in points but when half the team was hampering look at the effort you guys gave us we can get through this so you got to pull a positive from it i think that's what you do but overall, it's a it's a coming back to earth moment for the humble Broncos, who now find themselves dropped right to third place. The Flint Flon Bombers have passed them, and it's almost good though that you could face a little bit of adversity though too. This is going to yep. be the kind of their first stint of adversity so far this season, and now you can kind of go back home on Wednesday and try and and get back in the win column. Home cooking for the humble Broncos. Right. We mentioned it, the Larange Ice Wolves. Um, they're seven and one at the Elgar Peterson Arena. They will have one road game between now and December third. So a lot wow. of time to kind of, you know, kind of shake back up into the wind call and what they've experienced so far this year at the EPA. Yeah, and the, you know, on the, on the other side of the coin, I got to give a lot of credit to the Estevan Bruins. You know, yes. for the way they've turned around. Right. Obviously, a lot of pressure, a lot Big of time. emotions. You know, in the affinity place earlier this year, you know, uh, is Tatarnik's job in trouble? You know, it, do they need to make a lot of moves? And they have made moves. And Jason Tatarnik and many GMs in this league have mm-hmm. made a lot of moves. That's going to happen. But I uh, got to give them credit. Cam heard Rory. You saw him first head. Mm-hmm. Jeremy, you too. 67 of 67 over two games there uh, against the humble Broncos. You know, one of those games, you mentioned it, Rory, the Broncos outshot the Bruins pretty heavily. And uh, Cam Licka, mm-hmm. you know, he's shown that ability, that athleticism to, to steal games, even games that the other team maybe was a bit better. And my last point about the Estevan Bruins, too, is... If there's a hottest, the hottest player in the league, you know, it's probably that top line for Battlefords, I'll right. just say. But if there's a second hottest player behind those three, probably Jang Pagura. I mean, right. he's been outstanding. Four goals in four games, a five-game streak, nine points. He's been a lot to deal with. And Alexa Babic and Blanchard there at the blue line could be the best pairing in the league right now, too. So, you know, kudos to Jason Tatarnik and the Bruins for doing a good job, too. Rory, what do you think of Estevan's play this weekend? Yeah, I mean, you mentioned Cam Hurdlicka. There is no goaltender in the league that matters more to his team than Cam Hurdlicka does for the Estevan Bruins. What he did against the Broncos was unbelievable. Um, you know, and it didn't have to be highlight reel save after highlight reel save. The right. defense core really structured well, and the Broncos didn't have a ton of A-grade scoring chances. But when they were there, I mean, Hurdlicka, we know he's not the biggest goaltender, but I keep saying this week after week, sounding like a broken record, that he's the best moving goaltender in the crease, and he's never... 100% out of position because you can know he can fight better, uh, better than any goaltender. And the other thing is that players are starting to find out how to play in the SJHL for Estevan. They have 16 players on their roster that have never played a game in the SJHL. Mm-hmm. 
whether that's rookies or whether that's coming from different leagues like the BCHL from over in uh, the Maritimes or Quebec, right? And we know it's a different brand of hockey here. It's physical. It's in your face. There's not a lot of room. So you're getting a look at Jag Pangura. You're getting a look at Sal Calora, Logan Ziegler, Alex Blanchard. They, you know, it started off slow for rest of them, but now these guys know, they understand the league, and you're seeing them all start to take off. I think that's a really big proponent. And just one little shout-out, though, for also Estevan and the SJHL, because it kind of infuriates me when I see it. As good as Jag Pangura has been, can we get him taken off the, the website as a rookie? Because he played 33 games last year in the BCHL. He isn't yeah. a rookie. And uh, he's second place in rookie scoring. So it's just my one shout-out to the Bruins to maybe take that little star <laughs> off of off of Jag Pangura. He's not a rookie, but he's been spectacular, yes. He has been. I think we all uh, – I think we, in our group chat, we all kind of agreed that uh, he – might not be classified as a rookie, but he's not. No, he's not. He played. He, I saw him last year in Prince George. He uh, played half the season with the Spruce Kings. Um, well, let's talk about the other team that uh, you saw over the weekend, Rory, the Waver and Red Wings. Obviously, they they picked up a five four win over the Broncos. I thought it was a great mm-hmm. hockey game actually for for both teams. Waver played really well, and then the fact that Waver then pushes Battleford only losing by one. A pretty solid weekend for the Red Wings. Yeah, it's a really solid weekend. And I think it gives a lot of their fans uh, uh, at the Crescent Point Place a, a reason to come out to you know fill the barns mm-hmm. in later games happening before the Christmas break because you went up against, at the time, two best teams in the league. Right. You knocked off the Humboldt Broncos and you were a period away from beating the Battleford's North Stars. So like it was right there for Cody Mapes and that group. Um, spectacular weekend. And when I look at the Humboldt Broncos game specifically, Weyburn just didn't let them come back. They were up, uh, you know, 2 nothing. Humboldt gets back within one. Weyburn puts a cushion 3-1. Humboldt goes 3-2. Weyburn just, they kept doing what they had to do to stave off mm-hmm. the Broncos. And you know they can score, right? You know that they can score in bunches to come back in games and take over. But Weyburn didn't let them do it. Every time they got back within one, Weyburn went back up two. So uh, kudos to the Weyburn Red Wings. Two goals for Ty Mason, 2005-born. Almost identical goals they flying were. down the right wing with his speed and then shooting a five full under the goaltender. But um, yeah, two big wins. I just think it gives them huge momentum. More right. momentum than Estevan beating Humboldt. More momentum than Battleford's beating Estevan and Weyburn. What Weyburn did against the top two teams is huge for that dressing room. And in hindsight, should be huge for the fan base too. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think the confidence you get from playing two, obviously the top at the time, to the top two teams in the league, you beat one, you push the other one to just uh, one goal of hockey game. They're going to be very confident going into uh, their next contest. I know at the beginning of the season, we talked about Ty Mason, and it might have been a bit of a slow start to for his campaign. But boy, oh boy, the last week and a half, Nugsy, he has been playing per- some pretty good hockey. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's not a huge surprise to me that Ty had a bit of a slow start, no training camp with the team, no preseason with the team because he was with the Winnipeg Ice in the Western Hockey League for a little bit there, maintained his uh, eligibility as far as I understand it. But, um, you know, he was up there. So there's that. But my, my, I got to be thrilled to say and to and to shout out Cody Mapes for the job that he's done to bring guys right. in and, and get these guys to stick with the process. You know, that line with Mason and Tallman and Matteo Turin, who they brought in from the BCHL, they're a great line, one of my favorite lines uh, in the league. And, you know, I'm not surprised that Ty Mason's starting to get it going because he is one of the elite players in this league and only no five births here, carried a lot of load, played a lot of ice time, had a lot of ice time last year too. And it's paying off for him and the Wayward Red Wings. And final thing is Boston Gelowitz, Bit of a cult hero uh, <laughs> there in Weber, and he gets called up from Junior B every time, it seems, puts on a show. So, you know, very impressive, and kudos to Boston Gelowitz. For sure, and obviously, yeah, like you mentioned, the Weyburn Red Wings, uh, you know, getting 
earning the split this weekend against two very good teams, but the fact that you can build some confidence in a division that's you know is still pretty wide open yeah. uh, with between the Estevan Bruins, Yorkton Terriers, Melville Millionaires, uh, a big boost for Weyburn this past weekend. Uh, Jamie, let's talk a little bit about uh, the game you were at Friday night. The Yorkton Terriers snap mm-hmm. a six-game losing streak over the Notre Dame Hounds. Uh, 4-2, a late goal in the third period. What did you see from that hockey game between those two teams? Yeah, you know, we talked about Caleb Allen a lot to start the year in net for Yorkton, and he is the real deal again. For me, he was unbelievable for Yorkton. uh, You know, I'm I'm cautious to say that he just straight straight up stole it, right? Uh, But he was he was very 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 good. I think Connor Seleski uh, brought in from uh, Whitecourt and the AJ didn't really play much for Whitecourt or didn't play at all for Whitecourt. But he's a big big ad for Yorkton. That he's going to be a weapon alongside uh, Clay Sleva. Uh, you know, up top there and and Dylan Ruptash for the Yorkton Terriers. That's that's a deadly deadly combo. Uh, and finally some goals because both Yorkton and Notre Dame are two teams that have really struggled. You know for off. And so Seleski looks like he's going to be a guy that can help, you know, Matt Hare do that. On the Hounds side of things, you know, again, it's another game. I think the Hounds got to feel good about their 60-minute effort. You know, they played very, very well during the week when you were there against mm-hmm. Melville. Ended up winning that one, got a bounce. The last time the Hounds played uh, Yorkton was the last time Yorkton also played, which was eight days before that in Wilcox. And the Hounds got, you know, a couple more bounces that Yorkton got that game. That Yorkton got the bounce this time. Uh, Could have gone either way. But the Hounds, you know, again, they're in a good spot. They're playing really, really well and got first SJHL goals again, Sam Bourgeois and Kyle Calamare. So got to shout out those guys for their first uh, ever junior SJHL goals. And uh, yeah, I think Brett Pilkington's got to be fine about the way he's feeling about the Hounds right now. Again, the bounces will go one way or the other. And what we see in the standings is so tight, as we've said all year long, yes, we have. that a win one way or the other changes <laughs> things. The Hounds, if they had won, would have been in sixth. Um, but they uh, they didn't, so they're in eighth, and uh, and the other games were postponed, and so that's where we stand. But you know, I, I think both uh, both Matt Hare's got to be happy with the streak snapped, and Bert Pilkington and his staff have to be happy with the performance. And just because you mentioned that game on Wednesday between the Notre Dame Hounds and the Melville Millionaires, that is where we find our highlight of the week, presented by Tourism Saskatchewan. Have a look. Good hard effort throughout this game. Just have not been able to beat Connor or Kelton Pine. Wills, though, winds his way through. Still going, Wills makes a movie, scores! What a goal by Noah Wills! End to end, and it's 2-0. And we were on the call for that goal, Nugsy. That, I've, I've saved that clip. It has to be up there right now for goal of the year so far. What do you think of it? Yeah, it was vintage Noah Wills end-to-end, and I said all game during the broadcast <laughs> that game that Noah Wills just has to love playing in Wilcox. A little bit of extra space. He's so crafty. Right. He's so skilled and dangerous, and he was pretty dangerous uh, all night and got the better of the Hounds' D on that situation. But, uh, yeah, overall, even though it was 2 nothing Melville at the time, I still think the Hounds were, were the better team over 60 minutes. I think Mike Rooney in his post-game interview with Benny Walchuk kind of said the same thing. So, uh, you know, Great, great goal, though, by Wilsey. What a, what a talented kid. And, again, I've said it all year. Jeremy, you know it. Rory, you know it. Noah Wills is worth the price of admission <laughs> if you can go and watch the Melville Millionaires. 100%. Uh, final game to talk about, Rory. The Nippon Hawks earn a big 5-1 win over the LaRange Ice Wolves Friday night. We were interested to see if the Nippon Hawks could build off that shootout uh, win that they had over the Weyburn Red Wings the previous weekend. And overall, a pretty good 60-minute performance against a team uh, that's right up there near the top of the standings. 
Yeah, big win in the division as well at home for the Nipawin Hawks. And how about Maguire Ratzlaff, guys? You talk about Noah Wills. Have we not been talking enough about the SJHL's leading goal scorer? It's possible because we mentioned the Battleford's top line, how good Jeremy, uh, you know, um, sorry, the Flin Flon top line is. Estevan's starting to roll. Maguire Ratzlaff just keeps putting the puck in the back of the net. Last year, he had three goals in 20 games. He's got 16 <laughs> already in 18 games. Uh, he's He's been unbelievable. And for me, for the Nippon Hawks, I thought early, is he a, is he a flash in the pan? Is it right. just a really good start? And he seems to be proving all that lingo wrong. It's it's Maguire Ratzlav, and when he has the puck on his stick, he's one of the most lethal shooters in the SJHL. But overall, yes, big victory for the Nippon Hawks, who, you know, they got to stay afloat along that playoff race, which we know how tight it is. We talk about it every week. And those divisional games where you're going to build momentum against a really tough LaRange team and We'll talk to Kevin Kaminsky and we'll talk to Walker Jerome about that game and maybe what happened. But uh, this is huge for the Nippon Hawks to mm-hmm. protect home ice, protect the cage and to pick up a win over LaRange. Yeah, it's big. And, you know, but the the the, the real crux of it, too, is LaRange didn't stay out of the penalty box in that game. And, uh, you know, Maguire Ratzlaff Rory has 16 goals. Eight power play goals. So I'm not good at math, but I think that's half. And that's the number one mark in the SJHL. And you know what? That's a pretty deadly power play. I said it last week, Jeremy. I'm probably you can remember this Nippowin roster is better than the way they've been playing. Yep. And I believe it. And I'll argue about it until uh, until I'm asleep again. But uh, there you go. <laughs> go ahead, Rory. Sorry, so, Georgia. I just wanted to, I mean, maybe we don't have to because it could be a week, although they did go 2-0 and if we can roll back in if we have a little bit more time and, and cover the Battleford's North Stars and what they did over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Yes, they made it close to Weyburn, but it's their third straight goal against the Estevan Bruins, or third straight game, pardon me, where they've scored seven goals right. against the Bruins. Does the Battleford just have their number, Newsy? Yeah, I think Battleford is everybody's number. Well, right now they do. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, like that, that top line, it's pretty unstoppable. They were dealing with some injuries and some illness, too. No Keaton Klein, no problem. They still keep rolling along. You know, it's it's pretty wild. And it would have been interesting to see what uh, they would have brought. Uh, Jeremy, third game in three days there in Wilcox. What you didn't see on the screen uh, or on the graphic is that on Sunday, there was supposed to be a game in Wilcox between right. Battlefords and Notre Dame that was postponed, mostly because refs couldn't get down to, uh, right. yeah, to, yeah. to Wilcox. People, people will probably be like, oh, Battlefords is in Weyburn. Why can't they come to Wilcox? Yeah, the- they could get there. The Hounds could get there. <laughs> I couldn't get there, which is, you know, fine. <laughs> no. But the the refs, the refs couldn't get there cuz I'm pretty sure they were all Regina refs. So, and all the highways were closed. So, it it was it, it would have been interesting to see how they what kind of effort Battlefords could have put in such a tight uh, a tight space, but uh yeah, right roar. I think they got everybody's number. For sure. Well, the North Stars have 42 third period goals scored. The second place has 26. Mm-hmm. They just overwhelm you over 60 minutes. And if you try to stop one line, the next one's fresh and they're coming after you. Uh, it's in, They're impossible to control. And one of the biggest things that stands out to me is their differential between power play opportunities and time shorthanded. Right. They're plus 22. They have 22 more power plays than they do time shorthanded. This is a team, and that screams at me, that they just overwhelm you, and all you can do is try to hold on. It reminds me, if you've seen Coach Carter when <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson is, is talking to Junior Battle in the uh, you know the tournament championship, and he's just just hold on to the big fella, Junior. <laughs> just try to hold on to him. Get, you you can't do that to the Battleford's North Stars, right? Because if you do, they take you take penalties, and that's yeah. uh, you know Battleford's will make you pay in every way. They're first in the league in standings, most goals for, most goal, least goals against, top three forwards in scoring, number one defenseman, number one goaltender. 
undefeated when scoring first. The, the list of records for the North Stars right now goes on and on and on, and it's just because they overwhelm you over 60 minutes. And uh, they're a fun team to watch, but no team can match up with them right now over 60 minutes. And Steve Kesslering with the most shorthanded goals in the league too right now. Yeah, too. every, every stat is battle so deadly, Yeah. yeah. 17-0-1-1 on the season, and they were just, for the third week in a row, uh, the top team in the CJHL uh, in the top 20 rankings. Uh, before we go to break, got to give a big shout-out to all of our great sponsors here in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League and the SJHL Weekly. Without their supports, this show would not be possible. have to big, give a big shout-out to all the sponsors on our screen, but that being Chevrolet, Capital Auto Mall, Great Western, Cantera Seeds, RBC, Sastel, SGEU, Direct West, Saskatchewan Construction Safety Association, Tourism Saskatchewan, and Young's Equipment. Thank you so much for your support, because without your support, we wouldn't be able to put on uh, our great shows each and every week. So a big thank you to all of our sponsors for their support. After the break, we will be pleased to be joined by the head coach and general manager of the LaRange Ice Wolves, Kevin Kaminsky. Get his thoughts on the start of the season for the LaRange Ice Wolves and much, much more. This is SJHL Weekly across all of the SJHL social media platforms. Welcome back to SJHL Weekly across the SJHL social media platforms. Thank you so much for joining us on a snowy and chilly Monday in Saskatchewan. I hope you're all doing well. It's Rory McGoran, Jamie Nugabauer, Jeremy Corrigan. Once again, thank you so much for joining us today. And we are now pleased to be joined by the head coach and general manager of the LaRange Ice Wolves, Kevin Kamiski. Kaminsky, and this interview is presented by the Saskatchewan Construction Safety Association. Kevin, thank you so much for joining us. How's it going today? Good. Thanks for having me, guys. Very good. I guess first and foremost, Kevin, how's everything uh, going up in LaRange just when it comes to the weather-wise? You guys not snowed in? You good? No, actually, it's uh, sunny and a beautiful day here today, so uh, we'll, we'll, we'll take it. I know we got, uh, we got hit pretty hard there the other day, but... Uh, I uh, have to do a little shoveling, so I got to get my snowblower working here soon. So, um, but uh, but no, we're uh, it, it's been a beautiful day today, and uh, getting prepared here for a big uh, big week coming up here in Larange. No doubt about it. Yeah, and there aren't too many more beautiful places in the world than the world around Larange when the weather's nice. It's so beautiful uh, up there. Gotta love that. You know, I gotta ask you, what also is beautiful is, you know, the way that your team handled, you know, that 10 games without you to start the year. You know, you and I talked when I was up there in Larange about this very topic, the, the job that Kyle Schneider did, you know, to put you guys in this good stead that, you know, you pick up that ball and run with it. But just talk about the character that you've seen from your team to be able to kind of overcome the, the missing of their coach for the first 10 games and just keep on keeping on. Yeah, I, I got to give a lot of credit to Schneid. Schneid's, uh, I tell you what, he's going to make a great uh, head coach in uh, in the league or somewhere uh, down the road here. Uh, you know, he he knows what it takes first of all, and um, you know he's got a he's got great character, great work ethic, and uh, and is always willing to learn and has a great rapport with uh, with the players. Um, so yeah, like I said, he did a great job, and and I think just with you know, it was kind of a kind of a you know you take a positive out of a negative. It was kind of a good experience where 
you know what I got to uh, sit at home and uh, have my notebook and break down the game and uh, we went over a lot of video and uh, and and got to you know whether it was D zone coverage, uh, four checks, power play, penalty kill. Uh, you know we, we did a lot of uh, corrections on uh, on the stuff that I seen. Um, that maybe I wouldn't have seen uh, as it's a fast game when you're behind the bench. So, uh, like I said, we uh, we broke things down and uh, kept the boys, uh, you know, somewhat on the same page and, and got some got some good results in the first ten games. Rory, yeah, thank you much for joining us. I just want to piggyback on Kyle Schneider because of the job that he did in the first ten games. If people don't know, I'm assuming they did. He was a longtime player, you know. In, in the SJHL as well, and then right out of it becomes the assistant head coach. What did you see from him that kind of made him the right hire? And then how have you seen his coaching ability blossom since he's been with you guys in the LaRange Ice Hole? Well, I, I think uh, with the hiring, um, like I said, uh, Schneid's, uh, uh, you know, he's, he's an old style. He uh, played the game hard. Uh, played the game the right way, and uh, you know he 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 knew his role and he did his role very well. Now jumping to the other side, um, you know what he I tell you what uh, this kid speaks uh, very very well, and he's very mature for a young young age, and uh, you know just retiring out of the game, and uh, you know what he he has really improved uh, everything. Obviously, he does a lot of video for me. He knows what. Uh, Kind of I want and expect and, and he gets it gets it done and and like I said he uh, he uh, he has a lot of good lot of good knowledge of the game and and he puts it uh, you know when we're talking and we're trying to go over different things um, he has he has a lot of uh, uh, smart knowledge to put into uh, where we need it and, uh, and 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 like I said the guys the guys absolutely love him and uh, like I said he's uh, he's done one hell of a job here for the Ice Wolves. Kevin, I know at the start of the season, uh, in the preseason rather, uh, you and I talked about uh, goaltender Dawson Smith and how you thought last year his uh, was going to be important for his development into this season being a starting goaltender. But now you have two great starting uh, goaltenders in Dawson Smith and Topher Chirico. I mean, just speak to being able to roll out you know, two great goaltenders in between the pipes for the LaRange Ice Wolves. You know what's so funny? We had uh, quite a long team meeting here this morning before we went on the ice and and that's what we kind of, you know, we did a little, uh, uh, I guess, um, uh, you know, we, we went around the room and and what everyone, you know, the guys, constructive criticism, and uh, the guys got to speak on on their uh, about that player, and and I think everyone knew a lot of guys said like they they feel we have the best tandem, um, you know, goalie uh, system in 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 the league and. And uh, I know Topher uh, struggled a couple games, but uh, when you look at his numbers now, I mean, uh, and and then with Smitty, I, I mean, like I said, uh, uh, these guys uh, day in and day out, they their their work ethic, their compete on every puck uh, is, is absolutely amazing. And uh, like I said, when we have breakdowns, uh, you know, they're they're usually there to make the big saves and and give us that momentum back. So. Uh, like I said, we feel that uh, Topher and uh, Smitty are, are a very good one, are, are an excellent one-two punch. And uh, now, now you can kind of, uh, you know, you don't have to ride someone and, and wear them down. Where you can, uh, you know, piggyback uh, off each other and 
make them get the rest and get them prepared for, you know, the next game uh, when, when they're called upon. For sure. Yeah, I got, I got to ask you, Killer. I know lots of people have probably asked you this question, but I'm going to ask it to you again anyways. Uh, obviously, for those who don't know at home, uh, pretty long uh, pro career, you know, Washington Capitals in the National Hockey League too. What, what, can you, what, what do you tell your players, you know, from your experience uh, in the game, the highest levels that they can use right now? Well, I think the biggest thing is just, uh, again, and I think we're – you know, we, we talked about our team identity this morning here. And obviously the game in Nippa when, you know, uh, it wasn't very good. We uh, we stood around and stirred soup. Uh, you know, we, we didn't we didn't accomplish anything. And then in the second period, uh, you know what? We finally took the momentum uh, or got the momentum. We got one and we're pressing on. You know, we were on the power play. And then we take a bad penalty and then they score and then the, the, the momentum's changed again. So, you know, it's just uh, some learning experience here that, uh, uh, you know, especially, and, and I told these guys today that, you know, the league is so much, has so much more parity this year uh, than I've ever seen it. And, you know, we seem to get, we seem to play better against the, the, the higher teams, Melford, uh, Humboldt, Flint Flon, all of them. But when we play against teams below us, and I've told them, I said, you can't take these guys lightly. Anybody can beat anybody on any given night. I said, we have to prepare like we're playing a top team. And and like I said, I, I think we thought we were going to go into Nippowin and take them lightly and just uh, go through the motions. And, 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 and that's what happened. I mean, we weren't to, well, we thought we were prepared as coaches. Um, and uh, but but we, but again, we just uh, we took them lightly, and uh, Nippon did a hell of a job. They uh, they they took the game to us, and uh, so now with you know, in saying that, you know, I think with you know getting to the highest level, I, I think uh, you know we, we talk about the you know everybody has the work ethic, but we try and do it a little bit better where we have the ultimate work ethic or unmatched work ethic, and that's what separates you know, just the, the other teams from the work ethic. And, and I told our guys, I said, that's the last game that we're going to go through this. We have to be mentally, physically prepared to go to war, but we have to outwork every team in order for us to be successful. Rory? Yeah, Kevin, um, you mentioned a little bit of rest uh, after, I guess, the Nipwin game, a little bit before as well. But you take a look at your November schedule, and it is busy. 12 games in 20 – or sorry, yeah, 12 games in November, 11 of them in 22, ga- in 22 days. Your next six, though, are going to be at home in a span of 12 game, twelve days. How integral do you feel this homestand at the Mel Hagland Arena is to get the LaRange Ice Wolves into this you know, important part into the Christmas break push? Well, it's going to be very, very important. Uh, you know, like you said, we got four games and five nights coming up here. It's obviously yeah. uh, parents weekend coming up here. And I, I, like I said, I mean, if you can't motivate yourself and, and prepare for when your families come in and, and like I said, you can't, you can't afford to have that lackluster effort like we did in Nippon. So we've got to bring it here at, at home. We got to make hay while the sun shines here these next four games and five nights, and it's not going to be an easy task. Uh, Kindersley has been playing very, very well. Uh, you know, we got them for two games, and we got Battleford, which you guys talked about. They just keep coming in waves, and 
and uh, they have that confidence and they find a way to win every night. And then we have, uh, you know, Yorkton for a 2.30 match uh, Saturday before our big banquet, uh, uh, you know, Saturday night. So, um, and then, like I said, then we have Wayburn coming in for two. Then we hit the road for, uh, I believe, uh, what do we got? Seven. Um, so, like I said, this this is a huge homestand, um, you know, and, and, and I just, you know, in our meeting today too, we, we tried to, you know, we... We don't want to be, you know, uh, fifth, sixth, seventh, or eighth. We want to be the team to take that next step and, and keep going forward here and try and get home ice advantage. I mean, it's going to be tough to uh, uh, obviously try and catch uh, Battleford, but the other teams are in, in, in our line here. And, and and that's what, you know, we can't uh, demand mediocrity. We got to demand uh, ex- excellence and, and the winning ways that we've, change the culture here in Larange and and uh, like you said this is a big stepping stone here this week yeah for sure last one for me coach really appreciate your time this question actually came in from the commissioner uh, Kyle McIntyre uh, my question for you then is which player on your team reminds you of the way you played uh, when you played well I think uh, you know there, there there's you know I, I guess it would have to be probably Ethan Strick. I know Jerome Walker, he drags the puck and he, he gets his nose dirty and, uh, you know, he sco- makes plays, he scores, he does penalty kill, he does everything. But I think Ethan Strick, just with the, his knack of um, laying the body, uh, having that, uh, you know, the, the big hit, but also, you know, what he's really developed into, a obviously, a very good two-way center and, and for myself, when I played, and I had a very good mentor, Huey Scobie, uh, was a scout for the Saskatoon Blades, and and he's right from my hometown, Churchbridge. Uh, you know, he taught me a lot about being a, a very good 200-foot centerman. And, uh, you know, Brian Trottier, uh was one of my favorites, one of my idols. Um, Wendell Clark was in a different kind of category because uh, I got to watch him and uh, learn how to fight from him. But... Brian Trotsche was, again, I, and I still think that till this day is the best 200-foot centerman to play the game, six Stanley Cups. But he, he, he did all those tangibles where he won every faceoff, he punished guys with hits, he got the puck back, and he set up Bossy and his teammates all the time. And he was just a, a, a true leader. And um, so, like I said, I, I try and uh, tell the centerman that every draw – uh, in the game, make it like it's it's in the finals, uh, and it and it's it's an overtime, and you have to win every draw you can. Why why chase the puck when you can play with it? And uh, like I said, and then just have that confidence. Uh, you know what? Uh, a time and place for big hits, uh, a time and place to punish guys, but also a time and place to get the puck back when you can, and uh, and make plays and. Uh, you know, I, I just feel like, uh, like I said, I'm trying to teach our sentiment to be uh, not only, you know, a very good 200-foot players, but not just offensively, but they've got to be responsible in your own zone first. Last one for me, Kevin. Uh, you know, I've had the chance to see you guys play four times this season. And then, of course, going back last year into the playoffs, I always say they're one of the most difficult teams to go up against on how in-your-face you guys are, right, and the style you play. You look at your lineup, though, do you still feel that maybe some of your players aren't getting the credit you deserve? Because when I watch Walker Jerome, when I watch Riley Morgan, Ethan Strick, Connor Abrick, 
I'm like, why aren't these guys being talked about more? Because they're as talented as it gets. Do you feel that maybe some of your guys are still flying under the radar, which could be a positive for your group? Yeah, no, I, I think uh, I, I think it is. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, up north, I, I don't think we get uh, you know the press uh, like some of the teams do, but that's fine with us. I mean, we're uh, um, you know what we're you know we we just want to uh, take care of our business uh, down here. But yeah, I, I think uh, you know those guys uh, that you just said, and uh, you know, you got uh, you know Curtis in that uh, you know. Uh, in that lineup as well. Like I said, we, we have some very talented players, um, you know, and uh, like I said, we'll, we'll uh, fly, fly low under the radar here. And, uh, and when it's, uh, you know, time, hopefully we can uh, do some damage, uh, you know, in the playoffs and, uh, and keep moving forward. And, and just being, like you said, uh, a team to be reckoned with, but also a, a hard, hard nosed team to play against. And, uh, um and, and and i think that's how we've been successful was if we you know you be hard-nosed but also once you create the turnover you know go use your speed through the speed zone and once you get into the offensive zone have fun in the fun zone we call it so go be creative but be puck responsible and go score some goals well kevin thank you so much for your time today we really appreciate it uh, you hopping on sjhl weekly and best of luck this week to you and the lorange ice wolves a busy four games this week Thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate it. All right. That is the head coach and general manager of the LaRange Ice Wolves, Kevin Kaminsky. And of course, every coach's conversation we have uh, this season on SJHL Weekly is presented by the Saskatchewan Construction Safety Association. After the break, we will be pleased to be joined by the captain of the LaRange Ice Wolves, Walker Jerome. Get his thoughts on the start of the season and much, much more. This is SJHL Weekly across the SJHL social media platforms. Welcome back to SJHL Weekly across the SJHL social media platforms. Thank you so much for joining us here today. It is Rory McGoran, Jeremy Nugabauer, Jeremy Corrigan. Again, thanks so much for joining us on this uh, chilly Monday in Saskatchewan. And now we go to the video chat line once again as we are pleased to be joined by the captain of the LaRange Ice Wolves, Walker Jerome. Walker, how's it going today? I'm great. How are you guys doing? We're doing great. Get to talk hockey. I guess first and foremost, Walker, an easy one for you, but uh, how's the start of the season been for uh, yourself and the LaRange Ice Wolves? I mean, I mean, we're off to a pretty hot start, I think. I mean, we're just kind of getting our feet wet here and a um, couple of good wins. And then um, it's going to see what uh, this week has for us as it's a busy week. And I mean, for myself, I can't ask for much more and uh, just happy uh, what the team's looking like so far. Sure, I got a hey Walker. How's it going? Thanks for doing this. I got uh, two quick questions for you. Part A and Part B. Part A, absolutely. Your, your dad, uh, Todd, uh, police officer, really tough dude. Big brother Peyton, uh, pretty tough dude as well. Who wins a wrestling match between you three right now? Well, I think I got him in height, but I uh, definitely lose in weight category there. But um, not throwing any shots or anything, but. Um, I still think I got to give it to the old man. I mean, he's gonna 
He's got that dad strength in him, which me and my brother just don't have quite yet. <laughs> yeah, he knows he's got all that, uh, all those martial arts. But I, got, I do got to ask you, you know, just mentioned <laughs> there, your dad, part of the Regina Police, you know, service. You know, what were some of the things that, you know, he's taught you? I know he's a hockey coach, too, uh, for the University of Regina. But, uh, you know, what, what has he kind of taught you from, you know, his life of service, uh, you know, to, to be a captain, to be a hockey player and all those things? Absolutely. I mean, he's been coaching me since I was five when I started. We did the South Sass Selects type of thing, and then we went to Midget AA. He's coached me all the way through. So, I mean, he's definitely taught me a lot of my leadership skills as well as my brother. I mean, those are two great role models to have. So uh, I can't really complain with uh, with my dad kind of being the SWAT leader and stuff like that. So, I mean, definitely get it from him. Rory? I'm not sure if you listened, but we just got off the the chat with your head coach, Kevin Kaminsky, and he told us that you guys just kind of had a meeting today along with yesterday about the LaRon Wolves identity and the way you play against the teams that are above you in the standings uh, as opposed to maybe below you in the standings. What did you take from some message in a way to make sure you guys are preparing yourself game in and game out no matter who you're playing? And as the captain, how do you help your rest of your teammates buy into that message? No, exactly. I mean, like you said, it shouldn't matter who we play either night. I mean, we want to come out as if it's the top team or if it's the bottom team, right? But um, we got a very strong leadership crew, and I think we all kind of have different roles, which bring in kind of who's got the voice and who's kind of got the more rah-rah guy and stuff like that. But as well as kind of going with the team, I mean, we like to have a set kind of pregame. What we're doing, being prepared is the biggest thing for us. I mean you got to start around first period. I mean, that's where it starts, right? And um, so, yeah, preparation is something we've been kind of looking into more as a team. I mean, our starts have kind of been, if we're if our start's not good, that's kind of how the game goes. So, I mean, it definitely starts right off the bat for sure. I guess for your, you personally, Walker, you know, you've had such a strong start to the season, but how have you seen your game grow from last season to now this season? Absolutely. Um, I mean, starting off here, my very first year, it was five games. I mean, I was a walk-on. I started off, I was in Saskatoon for my midget AAA year, and then I went to Melville camp to try and play with my brother. Couldn't make it there, so I mean, gave Killer a call, and here I was for camp. And he said, if I keep working, I'll make the team. So then we played our five games. I was zeros across the board, and then I come into last year, and end up with two very good line mates with Della Polera and Maddie. So, I mean, we definitely put in great work there. And then moving into this year, I mean, it's definitely confidence, which I've picked up playing along and kind of been putting into like the overtime role and the power play role, which has been something that, I mean, Killer and Schneids have put lots of trust into me and I couldn't appreciate it more for that. Yeah, I got to ask you a big question, Walker. I'm sure, you know, being around Saskatchewan, being around hockey for you know a while, you were paying attention, I'm sure, to the fact that the LaRange uh, as an organization was, you know, going some, through some, some tougher times, we'll say, you know, before Kevin Kaminsky came in. And, uh, you know, you were kind of, you joined the club sort of around the same time that Kaminsky did. And, you know, it seems like under him, you know, the, this organization is kind of in a completely different uh, direction. You know, what can you say about some of the things that he's done to both, you know, bring that community back in and make the ice wolves you know a fearsome team that we've been talking about absolutely i mean the first thing he probably said to me was establish this rink is ours i mean it's got to be somewhere that it's tough to play 
I mean, I know other teams don't like coming up here. That's just how it is. That's just how the Mel is, and that's how we like to keep it. I mean, Killer's kind of brought in a whole different look to this team. Um, he's got guys that want to work for him and want to give it their all every night. And that's just something that kind of makes Larange Larange, right? And um, we definitely are out in the community lots, which helping kids and doing stuff like that and helping out with powwows. And so, I mean, that definitely brings the community all as one, which brings a bigger crowd to the Mel, which brings it tougher for other teams to come in and play. Rory? And just to double up on that one, Walker, you guys got six straight games at home. I know Killer said that it's your family weekend in that, in the middle of that as well. How big of a smile does it put on your face to know that you got some home cooking coming? And it, it's a big stretch here at the Mel to pick up some big points. Absolutely. I mean, my parents are coming in and they're staying with me. So, I mean, I'll get some, uh, get some meals from them, which will be good to see. Mm-hmm. And I mean... If you can't step up and play when your parents are here, then maybe hockey's not for you. So I'm sure we'll be coming out strong. And um, no, definitely excited for this weekend. It's been uh, probably a couple months for some guys from the States and stuff like that to see their families. So we'll be definitely uh, looking forward to a big, uh, big weekend with uh, four games in it. Yeah, for sure. Last one from me then, Walker. Uh, you know, we talked to Kevin Kaminsky, as we said before, and he was saying that you guys had ambitions to not just, you know, just sneak into the playoffs, but to be, a, you know, a real force, you know, try to get home ice advantage in your mind. And I'm going to ask you to, to be as bold as you want to be or, or not, but, you know, how good is this team? How far do you feel like you can be go in this locker room in the SJHL in 22-23? Absolutely. I'm extremely confident in this team. I mean, with the guys we've picked up, with the guys that came into camp, we got two very good goalies and our decor is just getting stronger. And as well as our forward, we're very deep. I mean, we got extra forwards that are as strong as ever. So I think um, we got a great team to do it. And as well, we're under two great coaches. So I think, uh, like you said, we are not just coming in for that seven eighth place. We want that one, two, or three spots. So every night we will uh, push to get up there, and that's that's that. Well, you guys are off to a great start this season, and uh, things are looking up for the Larange Ice Wolves. Walker, thank you so much for taking some time to join us today. We really appreciate it, and best best of luck this week uh, in your four game uh, stretch. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. And I'd like to thank you guys for putting on the show that gives us uh, a lot of exposure for the teams and the players. So we appreciate it. Thank you so much, Walker. Uh, Have a great uh, four games this week and uh, everybody will be watching and enjoy time with your parents. Thank you. I appreciate it. That is the captain of the Larange Ice Wolves, Walker Jerome. Great chat with Walker. And I know, guys, we, we... kind of talked about it with Kevin a little bit but yeah there's some like there's some I've seen the Larange I suppose a handful of times this season you have so many uh, talented players like Walker Jerome that you know what there's times where maybe we're not talking about them enough mm-hmm. yeah and that's why I'm glad we can do a double dose of the Larange <laughs> Ice Wolves because it's very possible right it there's is. 12 teams in the league and and there are some that are, are going to have a lighter week than others in coverage um, but I, I mean I love hearing from players especially of the you know, the way he holds himself in Walker Jerome, there's mm-hmm. no doubt why he's the captain of that team. And they have a lot of talented players, but listening from Kevin Kaminsky and from Walker, 
it's a team first mentality up there in LaRange and they're going to be a handful to handle once they're in the playoffs, which I have no doubt that they will be hundred percent. And uh, yeah. So, I mean, if we can, we can pass more coverage to the players that deserve it. And uh, you know, he gives, he gives the shout out back to us that it makes this, it makes this full. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie. Final yeah, thoughts. yeah. You know what? And uh, I love calling games up there. I'm a broadcaster. Too, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I, you're right there. You're in the action. You, you know, the, I was talking to, uh, I was talking to a player on the hounds yesterday and, and he said that they, they could, they could hear me in the broadcast yeah. too. So we can hear them. We can hear the coaches. We can hear the refs talking. It's you're right there. It's so much fun. And, and man, yeah, when, when that rink is rocking, it is, it is an, a tough place I'm sure to play. Uh, but it's, it's a lot of fun to be in that atmosphere and, and big time kudos to Kevin Kaminsky and his staff for making the ice holes what they are. Sorry, Nuch, I just want to jump in. And Walker mentioned he was a walk-on, no pun intended. Mm-hmm. Um, but five, five games played in a COVID-shortened year where he had no points. And for yeah. the Orange Ice Bowls to stick with them and then putting up 44 points in 57 games, and now he's up over a point per game. What an eye by Kaminsky and the scouting staff to not give up on this kid yeah. who in his final year of AAA only had eight points in a 40-some-odd game. So, you know, it, it, it was it was a buy-in and and yeah. and, a, and a gutsy call that really paid yeah. off. And let me and let me make one more point here quickly. Like Kevin Kaminsky does isn't just double talking when he's saying like we're putting culture and at work ethic before anything mm. else and team first before anything else up in Larange. Like he's proven it. And I can tell you that when they traded uh, their captain Nolan Dole last year uh, to Malfort. Um, you know, a lot of teams met, called in on uh, Walker Jerome and other right. guys on LaRange too, but especially Walker Jerome, uh, you know, are you guys rebuilding? What does this mean? You know, and, and it was just a hockey move there for them to get to move on with Nolan uh, Dole. They got, you know, McKinnis, who's still there, and uh, Evans, who turned into Trenton Curtis, who's, you know, so it turned into a great trade for LaRange. Right. Uh, but uh, he didn't answer the phone if people were asking about Walker Jerome. Let me tell you right now. <laughs> Fair enough. Yes, things are definitely looking up for the LaRange Ice Wolves. We've talked about it. They are off to a great start this season. Big six-game stretch at home at the Mel, and they will uh, kick off their stretch with a pair of games against Kindersley Tuesday, Wednesday. But it is now time to announce uh, the SJHL Players of the Week. I will say, before we get started, I think, I don't want to speak for all of us, but I will say personally, I think this week was a little bit easier just because there weren't as many games, and there were only a few teams that actually played multiple games, so it made it uh, a little bit easier when it comes to uh, deciding the players of the week. Uh, we'll start with the SGEU MVP of the week from the Battle for North Stars, uh, Keon Bell, with four goals, two assists. I mean, Jamie, you brought it up earlier, but I mean, he, that top line currently sits top three in scoring yeah. right now in the SJHL, and Bell's been a big reason for their success this year. Yeah, Bell, Dole, Southgate. I mean, again, they got all, all sorts of weapons. Right. So you match up against them, then you got to match up against Keaton Klein, etc. But uh, yeah, Key and Bell, you know, four goals, two assists. Uh, Battleford is going to score. You're going to have to outscore them if you're going to beat them. And then Josh Cody's in net. So good luck to you. And Key and Bell is <laughs> a big part of why the Battleford North Stars are, you know, almost impossible looking right now to shut down. Yes, a very good week for Bell. Four goals, two assists in just the two games because the Sunday game got postponed against the Notre Dame Hounds. Uh, Direct West Rookie of the Week, Rory, you saw him twice this week, and that's Logan Ziegler of the Estevan Bruins. Three goals, three assists. How impressive was he this weekend? 
Yeah, stay tuned to the show, Carl, down in Estevan, because the Estevan <laughs> Bruins are going to get a lot of shout-outs coming up here, the players of the week. Uh, Ziegler's been fantastic. Another one of that player that he's just, he, he, you know, again, with the Bruins, a little bit of a slower start, but he's, he's now first place in the rookie scoring. I tweeted about mm. it a couple days ago that there was a logjam of five players all tied with 12. Right. Well, Ziegler was six points over the course of the week and has rocketed right up <laughs> into number one, 18 points. But, uh, yeah, he's, he's on that top line. He's playing a lot of minutes as a rookie and he's one of the best young players in the league for sure. So he deserves it. Yeah. He's almost a point per game, uh, you know, in his first full year of uh, junior Hale hockey. So he's definitely getting the opportunity uh, down in Estevan for sure. Moving on to Sastel goalie of the week, Jamie, uh, you talked about him earlier, but Estevan Bruins, Cam Herdlicka, two shutouts against the Humboldt Broncos. Um, another superb week for the Estevan Bruins. That minder. Yeah. Hey, shout out the Edge Prep uh, Academy <laughs> in Calgary. Uh, you got two of the four here, uh, Cameron Licka, Logan Ziegler, both uh, Edge Prep uh, CSSHL kids. Look, 67 of 67 over those two games. Again, Battleford's put a couple goals in by him. He was pulled. I think Battleford's is going to put goals by anybody right, right. now, so fair enough. But, uh, you know, Cam has played 1,134 minutes already this year. That's 267 more than anybody else. That guy is named Josh Cote, by the way. But uh, Cam Herdlicka has been spectacular. He's been everything that the Estevan Bruins could have hoped and more. And a uh, big reason why they have been, as Rory said earlier in the show, mm -hmm. probably, you know, the best team in the league, not named Battlefords and, uh, and Humboldt uh, for the most of the season. And you could argue, we talked about it earlier too, is you could argue he's the most valuable player to his team easily mm -hmm. so far uh, this season. Finally, defenseman of the week. And once again, Rory, we're sticking with the Estevan Bruins and defenseman Alexei Babic of the Estevan Bruins. A goal and three assists. Their blue lines looked good all year, contributing uh, many times offensively, but a solid week by Babic with a goal and three assists. And yeah, we often give defensemen of the week towards what they're able to contribute on mm -hmm. stat sheets. But, you know, Estevan blanked the Humboldt Broncos twice in a row. So who logs the most minutes on that blue line? Well, it's Alexa Babic and it's Alex Blanchard. They're now two and three in the league in defensive scoring as well. So they're not only doing it in their own zone, really keeping that structure well for Jason Tatarnik and Phil Fife, but they're moving it up ice. They're great in transition. Their, their first pass is elite and they got 34 combined points between two of them. So it's, if not the best pairing in the league, mm -hmm. top three easily. Yeah, 100%. So uh, the fans down in Estevan rejoice. Three mm. players <laughs> of the week after uh, picking up four out of a possible six points. So in recap, SGU MVP of the week from the Balfour North Stars, Keon Bell with four goals, two assists. Sastel goalie of the week from the Estevan Bruins, Cam Herlicka. Of course, he had the two shutouts against the Humboldt Broncos. Direct West rookie of the week, Logan Ziegler with three goals, three assists in three games played. And defenseman of the week, Alexei Babak of the Estevan Bruins with a goal and three assists in three games played. Action will resume in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. Fingers crossed, barring uh, road conditions and Mother Nature, will kick off Tomorrow night, Tuesday, as the Kindersley Clippers, a team we have not talked about in a long time, and that is because they've had 13 days off. Uh, and they will be up in LaRange, and LaRange will kick off that busy stretch uh, on the lone game Tuesday night on the schedule. On Wednesday, three games on tap, and 
Nugsy and Rory get to meet up at the Elgar Peterson Arena uh-huh. in Humboldt as the Notre Dame Hounds visit the Humboldt Broncos. Melville's in Estevan, and Kindersley and LaRange play another meeting on Wednesday night. And then on Thursday, uh, Yorkton will kick off 3-3 three and three against the Flin Flon Bombers. Rory, I'll go to you. When you look at this week ahead in across the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League, what stands out and what are you keeping your eye on? Yeah, uh, I, I think if you look anywhere other than the LaRange Ice Wolves, you're being misled because he mentioned it, four games in five days. But the biggest point I took away from it is they don't want to be seventh or eighth. They want 100%. to be in the top four because they know how valuable home ice advantage will now do to the Humboldt Broncos losing three games in a row. You know, Estevan from their start are still right there with mm-hmm. them. They're in striking distance of second place in the Flin Flon Bombers with this four games in five day homestead. So it's huge for LaRange Icewells, big week. I know we're tight for time, but I, I just have to give out my condolences uh, across the SJHL because it's never we never want to lose one of our own. Mm-hmm. But uh, our thoughts and prayers go out to the family of Tanner of Vandersipe, who, of course, played for the Notre Dame Hounds. He played for the Humboldt Broncos. He passed away. And uh, just want to send my, my thoughts, my mm-hmm. prayers, and their condolences behalf anyone in the SJHL to uh, his family and his friends for for losing Tanner. He was a good one from mm-hmm. what I'm hearing, everyone here around Humboldt. Yes, all our thoughts and prayers are with yeah. uh, the family and friends, of course. Um, you know, going back now to, to the hockey, uh, Jamie, what, what stands out for you this week? Yeah, again, from the Notre Dame family yeah. too, obviously, uh, to, to Tanner Vandersite meant a lot to the Wilcox mm-hmm. community. Yeah, we know around where he lived, so there. But yeah, to the hockey, you know, I'm interested to see what the encore presentation is here from the Estevan Bruins. They got games at home. They've got Melville in town, as we saw, and they got two against Melfort. So it's going to be very interesting right. to see whether the Estevan Bruins, you know, they're on everybody's radar now. They, they have been for a while now, but can they follow it up? Can they follow up win thunderous 11 nothing? In two games right. at home against the Humboldt Broncos, I don't see you know how many teams are going to do that the rest of this season. So we're going to see what uh, what uh, Jason Tatarnik and the Bruins have for dessert. And for me, I will say what I'm keeping my eye on is the Kindersley Clippers playing their first game in 13 yeah. days uh, tomorrow night against Laurent Ice Wolves. I mean, last time, you know, this is the second time that the Kindersley Clippers have had a stretch where they've had 10 more than 10 days off. Mm-hmm. And last time they went up to Flin Flon for two games and they got shut out. So I want to see how the Kindersley Clippers respond after having 13 days off. And now you're going to play three and four on the road, two in LaRange, and then another matchup on the Friday in Nippon. But lots of great hockey on the schedule. Of course, if you want to check out any of the games uh, you, and see the full schedule, you can head to sjhl.ca. And if you want to stay up to date and everything in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League, be sure to follow us across all of our social medias. It's on the screen. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. That is where you'll find everything in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League when it comes to our shows, our features, highlights, which are posted after each game. Stay up to date in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League with all of our social media. Of course, all of our shows and all of our projects wouldn't be possible without the great sponsors that we have in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. As you can see... There is many of them on our screen. Chevrolet, Capital Auto Mall, Great Western, Cantera Seeds, RBC, SaskTel, SGU, Direct West, Saskatchewan Construction Safety Association, which also presents all of our coaches' interviews throughout the season on SJHL Weekly, Tourism Saskatchewan, and Young's Equipment. 
thank you so much for all your supports because our shows wouldn't be possible without the great people uh, behind all of those sponsors that help us put on these shows each and every week. It is going to be a very busy week of hockey, to say the least. For Rory McGoran, Jamie Nugenbauer, my name is Jeremy Corrigan, and this has been another great episode of SJHL Weekly across the SJHL social media platforms.